And a very, very good Friday afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Friday Live, the December 20th edition. I'm Jim. And this is Cheryl. Welcome. And it's going to be an abbreviated Friday Live today because we decided we'd do an hour with you now. And then uh, at 5 o'clock, as we've been doing all week long, turning it over to our Christmas music set. And people are loving the music. They so. love the music, sure. So we'll keep doing that. And Kick it up a notch tomorrow, too. So as we get into the uh, very late Advent days, and of course next week, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Christmas Week, lot, lots of music coming your way. So. And if you're out there now driving in the traffic, be careful. People are driving like mad. Yeah, people are. Yeah. Well, you were out there, right? You were I was out there, and yes, I was doing some last-minute shopping. But I had to say the funniest thing. I was in a very large department store. I mean, a large department store and i don't know if this was real but somebody started doing like marco polo marco polo so someone was maybe looking for a family oh, member oh, oh, oh. but then everybody caught on and so, so all over the store you heard these shouts of marco polo it was hysterical it, that's why I shop at Amazon. You're sitting, <laughs> I don't know. The comfort of your couch, your living room, <laughs> you're right there. That's all you need. I don't know. I like the carts bumping into each other, not being able to find things and asking people and everyone's waiting in line, just striking up jolly conversation. Wow. I don't know. It was it was silly, but I always wow. I always enjoyed the shopping experience. Yeah, no, okay. Whatever floats your boat. Anyway, I found everything that I was out looking for, so right. I was excited about that. I look but it forward did... to opening it on the twenty fifth of December. <laughs> Actually, you know this. You know this is terrible, but I, I find things, and then I thought, boy, would I love this? So I have the intent of giving it to someone, and I just might keep it for myself. That's very greedy, isn't it? Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Are, oh, no. you, are you really doing that? Are you really keeping it for I yourself? I did find something I really, really Why loved. Why don't you give me, give me, put it on a list and give it to me? I'll get it you for you. You said no lists. I, I Well, no. I mean, if you really want something, I'll be happy to get it for <laughs> well, you. Well, I didn't know I wanted it till I saw it, and I thought, oh, boy, do I love that. I'll we shop two different ways, because I always, I, I think of things like throughout the year, you'll say, ooh, that's nice, ooh, I wish I had that, and I'll kind of make a mental note, or I'll order it right good. away on Amazon. You're good. I'll just sit there on the couch while you're talking about it, ordering uh, it same uh, time on Amazon. He'll shop in 10 minutes on the couch, That's and it. I was out all day from 11 o'clock <laughs> See, I have no patience for that. Anyway. So here we are. Yeah, so coming up in just a little bit, we're going to go out to the desert southwest and visit our friend Claire Dwyer. She has written a, a lovely little piece uh, in the National Catholic Register this uh, this week, uh, reflecting really on last Sunday's gospel, the uh, uh, on, on just God coming to our deserts. So we're going to go out mm -hmm. to the desert and talk to Clara. Uh, and we're switching things around a little bit because we are only doing the one hour. Father Jim Grogan is here, and we're going to read the Sunday gospel for this fourth Sunday of Advent coming up. And then Father Jim will give a reflection on that. We have some music. Jim um, Hoffman's here at the weather. Uh, and then at 5 o'clock, we're going to turn it over to the music. So we're going to start our Christmas is vacation. Is it my music or your music? I thought you were going to bring a CD. I have a CD. Okay. Great. I was counting you're on in that. For, <laughs> you said you got a CD. You're was, in for a real treat I was then, counting everyone. on that. All right. So let's <laughs> pray first. And as always, friends, we invite you to join us in prayer. If you are listening live at 4 o'clock on this uh, December 20th, we're also coming to you live on our video platforms, uh, youtube.com slash domesticchurchmedia, facebook.com slash domesticchurchmedia, also streaming live video on our, on our homepage at domesticchurchmedia.org. Uh, and we invite you to pray with us now uh, for all of your special intentions, all of your Christmas prayers, Advent prayers. Um, we invite you to join us and uh, pray with and for each other as we begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. 
Amen. Lord Jesus, Master of both the light and the darkness, send your Holy Spirit upon our preparations for Christmas. We who have so much to do seek quiet spaces to hear your voice each day. We who are anxious over many things look forward to your coming among us. We who are blessed in so many ways long for the complete joy of your kingdom. We whose hearts are heavy seek the joy of your presence. We are your people, walking in darkness yet seeking the light. To you we say, come, Lord Jesus. And our prayers to St. Michael the Archangel and uh, the beautiful ancient prayer to our Blessed Mother, we pray. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from all dangers, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And our prayers for the beatification of uh, Venerable Mother Maria Kalpas, and also for the healing that we've been praying for for our friend Maria. Um, and uh, she did have surgery last weekend to relieve some fluid at the base of her uh, brainstem there that was causing some uh, discomfort and um, other effects, but they were successful. So we'll pray for her as well. O loving Jesus, we beseech you, grant that your servant, Mother Maria, who was imbued with your Eucharistic presence while on earth, may, through the intercession of your Immaculate Mother and Saint Casimir, be glorified by visible signs and miracles, so that for your glory and the salvation of souls, she may by your power be declared blessed. Amen. Amen. Gracious God, we praise and thank you for your faithfulness and love. You have blessed us with the example of your servant, Maria Kalpis, whose deep faith in your presence, love for the Eucharist, and zeal in fostering the faith life of others continue to inspire us. Through her intercession, we pray for the healing of young Maria. Help us to continue life's journey with a heart filled with a profound faith in you and that trust which is born of love. We ask this through Jesus our Lord and the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And we pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for, pray us. for us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen, pray, pray for, for us. St. Pope John Paul II, pray, pray for, for us. <coughs> Our Lady of Good Remedy, pray, pray for, for us. us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And again, friends, uh, we're coming to you in an abbreviated uh, format today. We'll be here with you for an hour, and then we're going to turn it over for an hour of Christmas music. I was just listening. I think the last set we played uh, at 3.30 or... Yeah, 3.30. Um, the Vienna Choir Boys, I found. The Vienna Choir Boys. Nice. But they made Silent Night kind of almost like an oompas, oompas song. Oh, really? I didn't hear that one. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a little up-tempo. Like a drinking song? <laughs> Silent Night, Holy Night, Holy Night. Oh, oh They were singing in German, though. Yeah, cheerful, joyful. Still, still, echt knocken, what they call And he's saying, you're, you speak Still a Nacht. Stille Nacht. Did you ever see that thing on um, YouTube where they say a word? <laughs> like they give you, they give you a word, and and then they give you how how it's somebody pronounces it in, in Spanish, somebody pronounces it in Italian, in French, French, and then in German. <laughs> and they spit all over the screen. 
It's a guttural language. It is. Yeah. It's hard to sing. I would imagine hard to speak too. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Although it makes, I guess, uh, English is a lot of there's a lot of German roots in the English words, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But when you take singing lessons, like proper vocal lessons, they'll st- always start with Italian because of you know the limited vowel sounds and pure vowel sounds. Yeah. Whereas in, in English language, you know, you have all the diphthongs. Yeah. And then maybe French, a lot of nasal. So that's great to yeah. focus and direct. And German is the last one. Like huh. you might not get that till three year three or four. But it's funny to the choir boys, the Vienna choir boys, because they when they do sing in English, they have the German accents. Yeah. Is it Vienna choir boys or Vienna boys choir? Are they two different entities? Vienna boys choir. Are they? Oh, really? What about Vienna choir boys? Same thing. I think it's one and the same. So <laughs> I guess depends on who. Anyway, we were playing. What? Yes, very and nice. The Silent night was kind of oompa. <laughs> so we have lots of you know people have asked. For playlists, and we kind of talked about this last week, but it really yeah. the computer generates all of this. You know, we I, I feed it to the computer, and the computer then generates it. So, as far as what plays at what time, I, I can't really be sure because the computer's generating it. So, and you know, everybody on the planet that dabbles in music has a Christmas album out or CD right. or whatever you want to call it, and um, it's so hard to when you do computer generated to you know, locate the artist or the title, and um, it just depends on which platform you use. Now, I know in my car, when I'm using this magical Alexa thing, it will go, not that I'm looking at my phone while I'm driving, but I realize it's scrolling across my phone, yeah, and it will say song. who it is. Yeah, it'll tell you what's on. So, you know, if you catch me in the moment and I'm listening at the same time, I might be able to help and identify, but... Someone actually you. commented about your... Uh, we played uh, this week... The Advent. the Advent program. Yeah, There's so now that I can that. identify yeah. because that I I log the playlist and I know what I exactly who I used. But there's so much out there today; it's unbelievable. Advent songs, even though you fill the you fill the program with them. Yeah, you can. You can. Hmm. You put me on there. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been an oversight. <laughs> you put me on there singing. So Come now I hear you co- watch you co- pushing your cough button and and using your Kleenex. I've got a little bit of a sniffle. One week ago, I was over here coughing and trying to. I avoid don't have the, the cough microphone. though. No, it's just the lucky. sniffles. It's a you know. It's not even I, the, the, the last few colds I've gotten haven't been really heavy duty colds. Yeah. Just nuisance colds. It's just like enough the nose to. Is, yeah. is the, you know. Yeah. Every now and then it'll run a little bit, or I sneeze, or I feel it at the end of my nose. It's, so I hope everyone's healthy and well. So, yeah, I want to keep everybody here. Last night, my choir said the best thing for you is tea with brandy or tea with scotch. Put the scotch on the rocks. <laughs> they said, you know, the heck with the antibiotics. I was telling them I went through three antibiotics. Yeah. They said, just drink scotch, you know, with or without the antibiotics, and you're going to get I'm better. I'm the perfect example of that. There just a few colds every now and then. I was thinking before I was little, taking a little rest over here in my easy chair. Oh, yes. <laughs> and, uh, like, uh, like, even as far as getting sick to my stomach, mm. uh, the Lord. Knock on but wood. I haven't in like 25 years. It's one one of the children. Yeah. My mother always said I had a cast iron stomach. So I don't know what that meant. <laughs> well, let's. Oh, now I need. I need. I have, I have no music to play here. You have a CD. Oh, it's uh, in the other room. Oh well, listen, if we want to play some music, you better get it because I don't have anything queued up. <laughs> I can. You don't have Then you're getting Sinatra. That's all right. <laughs> that's the best I can do. So, so we have Jim's playlist and my playlist. This and I will grab it while you're you're. Play something from there because I know you enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have one of the CDs from the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception. Oh, well, that's not what this is. So, this is music. This is the Christmas music with the Rat Pack. <laughs> <laughs> something do, for everyone. They do sing. They do. You know, Frank does sing some uh, some traditional stuff.
I tell you, I was in the car. I was listening to our music. Yeah. And then I was um, popping around just to see if I could catch the weather for, for the days to come, which, oh, good. I'm looking forward to getting the weather from Jim. But um, I found the, the classical station was playing all the high English choral pieces, you know, the Cambridge singers and, and the boys choir. And um, and then I flipped on another station. And it must have been the, the, it's like public service out of Princeton, PRB or something. I don't I'm know. not exactly sure. But then it was Zat You, Santa Claus, and they were playing all like oh, heavy yeah, Louis jazz. Yeah. I had that on here. So you know Zat what? You, Santa Claus. There's something for everyone. Yeah, well, when you listen to our station, you'll get the pure music that glorifies God. The Christmas Zat message. You, Santa Claus doesn't really do that. No. <laughs> but but uh, this one does by uh, Old Blue Eyes. So stay okay. with us. We're back with Claire Dwyer. Okay, there you go. Mr. Sinatra. Smooth as silk, Jim. Yeah, that's right. So even Frank does beautiful Christmas carols here on mm-hmm. our station. Uh, well, you know, this past, well, actually throughout Advent, we hear a lot about the desert. Last mm-hmm. past Sunday, we heard about John the Baptist, a voice crying out in the wilderness. And 
Uh, we lived in the desert for three years, and uh, we're going to go out to the desert right now and visit our friend uh, Claire Dwyer, uh, who uh, resides in the desert southwest, the land where at this time of year they build snowmen out of sagebrush mm. and wrap Christmas lights around the saguaro. Merry Christmas, Claire. Hi, Claire. How are you? Thank you. <laughs> it's good to be with you. I will say, though, in Scottsdale last year, there was snow. Really? And it caused quite, I mean, it was amazing. It was like the world stopped. People didn't for know about what to two do. Inches of snow. Oh, wow! Um, and we we drove about thirty minutes north and let the kids play, and it was crazy. <laughs> but yes, oh, we normally I was wearing flip flops yesterday. So that <laughs> is the anomaly, and it is definitely a little bit different here than it is the rest of the country this time of year. Because you're you're from the Midwest, right? Originally. I'm from Wisconsin, Wisconsin, so I didn't grow up in this. I'm still mm-hmm. not used to the desert. Yeah. And I, I, I'm just not acclimated yet or <laughs> ever. I guess at this point, after 20-some years, I, I should just Well, you got to yeah, I'm no. not – yeah. I know for us, we were we were there only there for three years when we first got married. But it was uh, we were this time of year was interesting. Cause you're right, you were, you're so used to you know having to wear coats and hats and gloves and scarves, yet they do a good job of really uh, celebrating the season and right. the way that they decorate and the lights are up. And but I always we always got a kick out of the the uh, sagebrush snowmen. Yeah, <laughs> you make it work. So true, and the cactus wrapped in lights. You yeah. got it. That's and right. I, and I did. You know, it. we do the best we can. And That's people right. Totally go all out and celebrate it. Really does feel like um, the holidays. And for those of you that are listening and you know envying us, just don't come here in the summer <laughs> because we will pay for it big time. That's then. right. And the, we can't leave our homes. There is a payback. So, there is a you know, payback. That's everybody right. has their thing. That's right. That's we, right. We're, we're, of course, we've been doing this the past few years and we're doing the same thing this year. In February, we're going to come out for a visit and visit our friends out there in the desert, our, mm-hmm. our, the, the uh, desert nuns. Uh, out there at the monastery, and uh, so we're looking forward to that. But you, you wrote a, an interesting, I guess it's a blog for the National Catholic Register, a piece you, you had published this week, and it's I read it, and I, I thought, gee, we got to see if we can get Claire on, because you talk about God coming to our deserts. Maybe you can explain a little bit about that, what you mean by that. Yeah, well, it was actually a reflection on the readings for um, Sunday. Mm-hmm. And uh, like you noticed, we've been having all these readings in Advent, so many of them talk about the desert. And um, when I read this particular reading, which is um, from the book of Isaiah, and it's talking about the desert and the parched land will exalt, the steppe will rejoice and bloom, um, meaning that, you know, the desert will break into a blossom and beauty. And um, I immediately I read that and I thought about the poor Claire's of perpetual adoration in the middle of the desert, mm-hmm. about an hour outside of Phoenix. And the beauty of this convent and this church, which is in the middle of nowhere, and it's not just, I mean, Phoenix can sometimes you forget you're in the desert because right. we have, you know, swimming pools and sprinkler systems and, you know, trees, but it's all because we have brought them there. Right. But the poor clears are really living in a very arid area. I mean, there's nothing. It's just pure desert. We've made that dirt. drive. <laughs> yes, we've been there. The dirt yeah. road, the dirt road. Six miles, six you miles wonder, up there. You're yeah. like, am I even going anywhere? Right. You're just winding through mm-hmm. these roads. And but then the beautiful thing, you see it. Yeah, all of a sudden you see the, 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 the monastery. It's like, it is, it's like a, a diamond in the desert there. It truly is. Beautiful. It's beautiful, and it's just this little sanctuary. But to me, it was this living embodiment of this promise of God coming true that throughout the world, wherever 
um, you know, there seems to be nothing that he can raise up temples to his glory, and the the it, the place is just soaked with prayer. I mean, you mm-hmm. feel it, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, when you get there, absolutely. And so the the spirit can descend even on our interior deserts, and Christ comes this Christmas to our broken places and our lonely places and our interior deserts. Because in Scripture, I mean, the desert is um, it's a metaphor for something that we can all carry within us, right? The, the feeling of abandonment, of loneliness, of desolation, of not having the consolations of God. I mean, sometimes we go to pray and we don't feel Him there, right? right? We know right. He's there. We know He hears us, but sometimes we don't feel it. And so we can feel like we're in a desert, or God can bring us to a place of suffering where it just everywhere around us we feel desolate, and yet this Christmas I believe that God is calling us to trust that He will come to those dry places and those broken places, and He will come and raise up a place for His glory. You know, the first thing I I thought, Claire, when I saw the title, uh, what jumped into my mind was Dark Night of the Soul. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you try to pray and and the words just don't come, or you sit in adoration and um, there's a lot of distraction and you think, wait a minute, I'm trying to focus, I'm trying to be open to hear God's word. And and it's like, it's a battle with yourself, really. And so that's why I was so anxious to read and hear, you know, more insight from you, because some people, especially at this time of year, they do, you know, maybe they're searching for that special someone, or maybe they lost someone over the course of this past year, and the loneliness is... um, deeper than ever this time of year because you look around you see families you see couples in church and it just seems to be smacking you in the face and you think where can I go where can I turn where can I feel that warmth and that love when you just feel like that barren desert yeah it's a good reminder for the rest of us that have family and friends surrounding us that not everybody does and to be aware that maybe we're called to practice hospitality charity and reach out to those other, you know, to those people. And we have to remember, too, that if we're in that place, God allows that only Mm -hmm. because He wants to draw us closer to Him. It's an opportunity to have faith and hope and trust. Um, And it's a time when probably He's closer to you than He ever has been, even if you can't feel it. Mm -hmm. And that's really the story of the dark night. And that is so beautiful, honestly, because it's St. John of the Cross that that kind of painted that picture of the dark night for us in the church. And he was Carmelite, and the Carmelites really take their inspiration from the prophet Elijah, who spent so much time in the desert and felt so abandoned by God, and the Israelites were not living the promises, they weren't living the covenant. He literally wanted to die, and he laid down in the desert like, <laughs> there's nothing for me, God, but God had a plan for mm-hmm. him, and God right. came to him in the desert, you know, just That's like true. he comes for all of us. And our Lord, you know, how we, we read through throughout Scripture how often our Lord would go to the desert to pray. To, in his, in his, before he began his public ministry, he, he went into the desert for 40 days, and he, 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 he went himself, chose to go into the desert to be there. And a lot of times I think we find ourselves, and I think Cheryl hit on one of them that I think is probably very prominent, this, especially this time of year, because it, it, it is amplified and magnified, and that is the loneliness of 
you know, our own, I guess loneliness is probably one of the biggest deserts people find themselves in this time of year mm-hmm. because of the loss, maybe of loved ones over the course of the year or, or, you know, whatever the situation might be. But people look around and see all the happiness and the joy and they aren't feeling that and they feel like they're out in the wilderness. And yeah, they- really. And Christ goes to the desert because there isn't any human experience that he didn't go into, mm-hmm. that he doesn't want to meet us into. And so he also experienced abandonment, loneliness and death. And we have to remember that, too, that he'll meet us there because he's been there before us. What would be your words of advice, Claire, to someone, you know, we're, we're going to be in um, church this weekend, of course, the fourth Sunday of Advent, and then just a couple days later, all the Christmas Masses. And you might see someone that um, you know is either suffering because of bad medical lo- news or someone in their family um, or, or again, like that they lost someone. So someone sitting there, you know that they're feeling desolate and alone. Is there anything one could do, you know, approach them and something to say something? Because we have to be reminded that there is the other side. Like we're going to get through this. But sometimes that it's it's hard to tell that to somebody like, oh, don't worry about it. You'll feel better in a week or two. Like that's that's not going to do it. But no, that, it rarely helps, does yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> that, that, you know, I I agree. I think it is hard, and it's one of those things that I think as humans we tend to avoid because we think people don't want to talk about it. Right. If you see somebody suffering, you're like, I don't want to. I don't want to bring that up. Well, the reality is, of course, by not bringing it up, they feel even more alone. Mm-hmm. So I think we have to push through that and not be afraid to acknowledge somebody else's pain, because I think that, I don't know, in my own experience, just to know that somebody else is aware that I'm suffering, even if they can't do anything about it. Right. And then the communion of saints and the power of our prayer for one another. Yeah. I mean... Just the promise, I will pray for you. Right. I don't know. There's a power in that that I think we underestimate sometimes. Mm -hmm. That they don't feel alone, that they feel hopefully sustained and um, held up, lifted up, that someone's praying for them, someone really cares, and, you know, trust, just just trust that God has something in store for you, even it is to bring you closer to Him through this suffering. You know, unite that suffering because there is going to be the other side. There is going to be when this is when this passes, you'll be a different person, but you'll be a better person for it. Oh my gosh, yeah. And Mother Teresa put it so beautifully. She said, Suffering is the kiss of Jesus because he's so close to you. He loves you, and it does not feel that way at the time. But I think those of us that have gone gone through um, difficult times and we've stayed close to our Lord through them can look back on that and say, you know what, that was really transformative for me, and he really was with me, and I'm a different person, and thank God that he, you know, brought me through that. And what you're describing is the beauty of the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. We are one together. When when one of us suffers, we all do. And just to be able to express that to someone who's going through it, I think can mean a world of difference. And I love that that's beautiful. The suffering is the kiss of Jesus. Like you're closer to him than ever before. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's why Mother Teresa is a saint. Oh, I guess so. Exactly. Oh, gosh. We love her so much. Don't we? What a gift she is to the church. That's yeah. right. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, Claire, thank you so much for taking some time. I'm sure of what is a very, very busy time for you uh, as we get closer to Christmas Day and uh, Christmas week. Um, your website is eventhesparrow.com. 
And yes. uh, the other one is your, your editor at uh, Spiritual Direction. I'm sorry. SpiritualDirection.com. Yeah, mm-hmm. check us out. We've got all kinds of Christmas posts and Advent stuff running right now. So if you need a little inspiration, you can check that out. SpiritualDirection.com. We've been talking with Claire Dwyer, and uh, who has become a wonderful friend of ours here at the Apostle Claire. So thank you so much for you and your family. A, a very blessed, happy, and holy late Advent days, and Merry Christmas to you. Same to you. God Enjoy the you. family days. <laughs> I will. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Claire. Okay, sounds good. God God bless. God bless you. Bye-bye now. All right, friends. uh, Thank you, Claire. And uh, we'll take a quick break and come back. And Jim's here with the weather, so don't go away. More to come on Friday Live.
God gave us night and day so we could play and pray together. So now let's see what's headed our way as Jim gives us the weather. All right, I'm sleeping on the job here. <laughs> what the? Jim, I'm, I'm losing my mind. How are He's you? He's over there juggling. <laughs> How are you, Jim? Merry Christmas to you. You were sleeping on the job. Uh, we're we're here having conversation, and the, the music's playing. I think, Wait a minute, Jim! And I, it was like ten seconds to give you a call. Oh, yeah, yeah. Usually, I'm pretty good at that, but we're a little off today because we're only we're only doing an hour, and then at five o'clock we're going to play all Christmas music. Oh, that's going to be beautiful. We're going to start our Christmas vacation at five o'clock. Okay. <laughs> What's your favorite Christmas what? song, Jim? Do you have? A- uh, that's a good one. That's a good. Let's see. Silent Night, I like. Yeah, I think it's everybody's That's favorite a song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beautiful. You have plans for Christmas? And then, and then the uh, the dogs singing Jingle Bells. Oh, those, that's those, those, nice. Oh, the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> what a classy guy. I haven't played that one yet on the station. No, yeah, we'll dedicate it to you. <laughs> okay, thanks. What do you guys? What do you guys do for Christmas? So. um... Christmas Day, we're going to my brother's. My parents will be there. Mm-hmm. Nice. And then Saturday, my um, my uh, um, brother-in-law is having a party. Wow. And uh, we're going to go up there. And yeah. Good. That's about it. Do you have, do you have yeah. some time off next week uh, around around the Christmas Day? or? So I work uh, Monday, Tuesday, and then I'm off Wednesday for New Year's and go back uh, day after New Year's Day. All right. Oh, great. Good for you. Good for great. you. Well, it is uh, all, already upon us. I, I don't. I can't believe tomorrow is the first day of winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we are already again. But uh, what do we have in store for this weekend? Maybe even a peek ahead to Christmas Day. Yeah, well, it's been cold. Yeah, tell me. Uh, remember yesterday, day before, that wind out there. Yes. Crazy. Then the snow squall. Did you get a snow squall? I, we did hear a little bit, but Cheryl had actually sticking to the ground up in Flemington. She yeah, said. Flemington White House Station. They had they had a good amount, but I kept getting these warnings on my phone. I, I don't know how that happens, but all these sirens were going off in my phone to watch out for driving through the <laughs> snow squalls. I I didn't load that app, but I I get all this <laughs> warning bell. So yeah, I mean it was crazy. It's you know a little windy out, but clear, and then all of a sudden, boom, white out. <laughs> You're white out. <laughs> Yeah. Then mm. we got a little bit here, maybe a quarter inch, but not not too much. Hmm. I, I I guess I because I don't really I'm not looking out the window in the studio. There's no windows in here, so I don't right. really see what's going on in the outside world. But it was just enough to make it pretty, like really put you in the Christmas spirit. Yeah. Very nice. Good. Well, um, it's going to be good out there today. I went for a walk. Um, it's are cold. It's going to remain that way uh, at least overnight. So tonight, it's going to be. Uh, uh, very cold with a low just under 20, maybe 18 or 19 degrees. And then uh, Saturday, partly sunny with a high in the upper 30s. Uh, and then Saturday night, mostly clear, low in the low around 24 degrees, so it's still very cold. Sunday, sunny with a high near 45, warming up a little bit. And then uh, Sunday night, mostly clear, low around 30. And then Monday, Mostly sunny, and guess what? We're going to get into the 50s, 52 degrees on Monday. Mm. We could grill. And just taking a <laughs> sneak peek into next week, uh, Christmas Day. Right now we're looking at a partly sunny day with high enough 48, so not too bad for Christmas Day. That's good. Easy, yeah. easy, easy traveling weather for people yeah, who have to get good. out on the road. That's good. There's no, no uh, inclement weather to worry about. Mm-hmm. 
So that's good. And uh, yeah, actually, I don't, I don't really see any, any precipitation, either rain or snow, for the next week. So wow. um, looks like it's going to be dry, and you know, not too bad. About seasonable, maybe a little warmer. I like when it's a little a little colder around Christmas. I mean, fifty is a little bit. Uh, it's almost golf weather, but but uh, forty eight <laughs> on Christmas Day that'll be nice. That'll feel a little yeah, Christmassy. That's good. That's good. Good. And and will it be sunny on Christmas? Will the sun shine? Partly sunny. Partly right sunny. Now. Okay. Partly sunny. All right. Yeah. Well, well that's good, great. I mean, good travel day. I mean, sometimes it will be sunny. Sometimes it will be not sunny. <laughs> <laughs> so it's usually when the sun isn't there, it's not sunny. I guess. <laughs> James, listen. The highly technical term. That's right. That's right. With all that all that fancy equipment you're using over there. You're getting good at the weather, Jim. That's that's right. (laughs) But um, we want to thank you for another wonderful year. And, and, you know, our listeners, Jim volunteers to come on and do this. He's a busy man, but he takes time out on Fridays to be with us. And we really, really appreciate that uh, and all all the good times we have together. So thank you for that. And thank you. Uh, for your, your, your good work, and especially have a blessed and happy and holy Christmas, you and your family, and enjoy the new year. We'll, we're not going to be here next week because we're going to be playing all Christmas music, but we'll be mm-hmm. back the first Friday in January. So uh, I guess we'll talk to you then. Great. Thank, thanks very much, uh, Jim and Charles. It's a pleasure uh, working with you. This is a lot of fun for me. I really enjoy You know, It's only a few minutes, but I really look forward to it every week. So oh, thanks, great. Thanks very much. Have a Merry Christmas and God bless. Thank Same you, Jim. To your God family. bless you. Mm-hmm. Bye bye now. All right, friends, and you uh, stay where you are. I guess I have. Do I have? Well, I didn't have it. I don't have it queued up. You don't have a queue, but I do have the gospel reading. If you want that. Oh, we're gonna go to a song. I have it queued up. Okay. Oh wait a minute. No, I'm sorry. No, you're right. <laughs> you're right. We. I don't know. I think no. Jim needs a little break. <laughs> what do you say? It's been a long, long week. I think. But I'm happy to. Oh, so let me no. ask you this. Yes, we we played that song earlier and even much earlier than that. We were talking about uh, German language. Do you know who wrote Hark the Herald Angels Sing? Yeah, Handel. No. Mendelssohn. Oh, Mendelssohn. That's right. His brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a, a bit of music trivia there. You know, we have all our fabulous classical masters, but the, they the, also penned. Who wrote um, Joy to the World? Didn't Handel write, a, Handel write another another Christmas yeah. Carol besides the Hallelujah Chorus? It's like a, it's like a one-hit I wonder. Say Isaac Watts <laughs> did Joy to the World. Handel but... was a one-hit wonder with the <laughs> Hallelujah Chorus. Yeah. But we're going to hear from Handel a little bit later, though, I think, as we're going out and the glory of the Lord. But, of course, that's from the uh, Messiah as well. I wonder who... If anybody went to the Messiah sing on Friday night, did you get well, any? I didn't get any word yeah. on that. Well, last night, too, at the um, St. Peter's by the Sea was over at uh, the mm-hmm. church here in Trenton. A lot of great, great music. So, so. you're right. It is time for the, because we, we're switching things around. We're going to go to the gospel right, so reading, we... and then we'll go to Father Jim Grogan's reflection. How about that? Perfect. Okay. So this is a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew, and this is this Sunday's gospel, last Sunday in Advent. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. When his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found with child through the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, since he was a righteous man, yet unwilling to expose her to shame, decided to divorce her quietly. Such was his intention when, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home. For it is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. 
She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke, as did he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took his wife into his home. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to, you, to you, Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Throughout this season of Advent, I've been speaking with my parishioners about the idea, the concept of putting mercy into action. St. Joseph is such an interesting figure for us to consider on this fourth Sunday of Advent. We have a remarkable story of mercy found in Joseph. Joseph was a righteous man, but he had a mercy and tenderness that was radical. Betrothed to Mary, but not yet living together, he knew this child was not his. As a faithful Jewish man, he knew the law, and the law said that Mary could, or should be, stoned to death. Instead, he listened to the message of God delivered through an angel. Now that didn't just happen. God didn't simply speak to mankind in that manner especially when we consider that this was really the Old Testament view of God. Powerful, frightening, a God who could be and had been angry with Israel at times. This message from the angel would be the equivalent of science fiction to Joseph, a first century Palestinian Jew. But Joseph stayed. Joseph lived that message by accepting the radical instruction of God to be the foster father of the Savior. In St. Joseph, we find the quiet, strong, tender, and merciful model of radical discipleship. What an amazing blessing it was for Jesus to be born into the home of this remarkable couple, Mary and Joseph, parents who loved God enough to respond in radical ways of love. In some sense, we can expect that from Mary. We just recently celebrated the feast of her Immaculate Conception. Mary, conceived without original sin, likely had an inner power and an advantage, as it were, that allowed her to be radical in her faith and trust in God. But Joseph, Joseph is more like us. He was burdened like us with original sin. And still he became a model and witness to radical love of God, first demonstrated in his merciful love for Mary. Imagine, if you would, the people of Nazareth who watched Joseph and Mary and later Jesus, their son. The radical love that they observed must have changed their hearts. At first, I'm sure the neighbor women spoke about Mary at the well and likely not too kindly. The men in town might have thought Joseph a fool. But how could their hearts not be moved by watching this couple love each other and this child? With Joseph as our model, we have the opportunity to love like that in our time. The question we need to consider in this final week of Advent is this. Can we love like Joseph? Can we show mercy that is radical, 
that reveals the power of God in our own families and communities when the common response of our society, of the law, might be to demand justice, to encourage our neighbors to pick up the stones to throw at the sinners. We can and we must. Just as Joseph had to respond from his heart to the message of an angel, and his life and actions in the years that followed surely changed the hearts of his neighbors, so too we can respond with mercy and love in our families and in our communities. We are called as Catholics to be different, to reveal the love of Jesus to those who may not understand it or who may actively reject his gospel teaching. Let us listen to God's wisdom, not human folly. Let us put mercy into action in our lives every day rather than seeking justice with righteous indignation. Let us choose to be mocked by man, but embraced by God. When we do that, we will change the Nazarene neighbors in our world, in our 21st century communities. May St. Joseph's quiet, strong, and merciful heart be our pathway to communion with his foster son and spouse, Jesus and Mary.
Hmm. The most beautiful Okamogami Manual. And that was the uh, uh, university? The Basilica uh, Choir from uh, National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception. Are they students at the university, though? Are they, some uh, of them. Some of them, but not all of them. I mean, they, they have their own... They're the ones would, who, who sing the preludes. We actually will have it on probably Christmas Eve, right? Right, right. But they do draw from the university. Can you imagine? Oops. What, do you have only one of those? Are you going to give something away? You said? Well, I, I could oh, give I know. something away. No, we don't have to give anything. But I'm not giving this away. No, it's Christmas time. We're not giving anything away. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Bah humbug. I thought you meant you had a second. Somebody gave that to you? Yes. Uh, Tony, well, you got you... it for somebody who decided to keep it. No. <laughs> this is from my friend Tony. Tony, if you're listening, thank you very, very much. Christmas at Mary's Shrine ah. 2019. They've been doing these for years. And if you donate throughout the year, I mm-hmm. think you get one of these at in the Christmas mail. time. But mm-hmm. they're certainly on their website. Hmm. Um, Basilica of the National Shrine, www.nationalshrine.org, and you can look it up, but they have years and years of these, not just Christmas, but Easter, and Mm -hmm. they do a beautiful job um, with traditional music and then their own twist, or you'll hear the They do a lot of highbrow stuff, though, because we we do it every year. We air through the network. Mm -hmm. They do about a half hour of like heavy music before before midnight mass from the early centuries and you know that Mm -hmm. but um they do a beautiful job with the big organs i mean they they pull out all the stops don't Mm -hmm. they as they say yes literally today's antiphon is o key of david o royal power of israel Mm -hmm. these are the o antiphon days that's right beautiful last week of advent Mm -hmm. coming fast though christmas is coming and the geese are getting fat (laughs) but not you no, not staying me. Staying nice not and me. trim yeah, this yeah, Advent. Nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you weren't there yet at the uh, at the, um, Jack's birthday party on Sunday, Saturday. Right. Or maybe you were there, but in a different room. But Janet, my, sis- my sister, my brother-in-law, my brother were sitting around, and we are just saying, you know, at this point, we're so close to Christmas. Don't even try to, like, diet. Just <laughs> eat. Well, especially though it was a big festive party, mm-hmm. and she had all sorts of wonderful edibles and mm-hmm. cake and everything. So it's like, you know. The, the Christmas put the birthdays, diet on hold. right? Put the, that's right, Christmas. And then birthdays. Monday, happy early birthday to James. Sixty-five. Hey, that's, so I you, remember when my father turned sixty-five. I thought, "Boy, my father's getting old." <laughs> how do you How do you feel about that now? I feel great. I, I feel fine. You don't act sixty-five. No, 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 no. Trust me, friends. I don't. I don't, I don't feel. Uh, you know, I don't feel like I'm sixty-five. So, so you were born in fifty-five then. Fifty-four. Fifty-four. Okay. December oh, okay. of fifty-four. So I was like, like the oldest kid in my class for some reason. All my like peers, mm. their birthdays are in 55. Mm. I don't know how I got in. But we're going to have to get out now because time is up and we're going to uh, do Turn an, it over to the music. We'll do an hour of Christmas music, so stay tuned for that. And tomorrow, keep your dial right here because we're going to have it on all day. Sunday, too, and then Monday, too, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Great. It's uh, Make this your Christmas music station. And don't forget, friends, that we are still... Uh, putting the invitation out to support domestic church media during this Christmas time. Uh, We have a goal of raising at least $75,000 by the end of the month. So if you've not yet had a chance to support us, I'm asking you please to prayerfully consider doing so. Go to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, and uh, click the Donate Now button, and you can use your debit or credit card, or write to us here at Domestic Church Media, P.O. Box 7509, Trenton, 08628. So we'll see you next year. We're Merry off. Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. God bless you for all you do. 
And I will be back every now and then just kind of fill you in on where we are on our fundraising efforts. But uh, have a great rest of your day, weekend, and uh, Merry Christmas to you. God bless you. Bye-bye now.